Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, sorry it's been a little while since the last one. We were waiting for a manager to be appointed and I believe everyone else was waiting as well. Um, aren't many of us today, but I'm Liam and we'll go round and introduce everyone else. I'm Paul. Fraser. Simon. Lovely, and that's it. Um, but yeah, we've, we've come together at last because we have now appointed a manager, but we will get back to that. The last time we did a podcast, we were getting ready for a game against Charlton which we were definitely going to struggle in. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a belter. It was a belter. Um, obviously, we, we got to see a, a trademark Lego celebration. Um, <clears throat> and it obviously meant that our time under Faz would be a glorious one. <laughs> our hunt for the playoffs yeah. would continue. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, let's, let's talk about that game, because it was a good one before we go on to the next however many. Um, it, good, good away day, best of the season oh, thus yeah. far. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Peterborough was good, but that was, you know, we were sort of winning for a long time in that mm. game for pretty much the whole half, second half. But yeah, Charlton, I mean, a London away day is always good, isn't it? And <clears throat> it was the, I think it was the manner in which we, it was everything about it. We just, you know, we, we were managerless. It was a real sort of unity feeling about it. And, and the fact that it, I think we equalised on 88 minutes and then won it on 94. Yeah. And, you know, it was down our end and it was everything about it was... You couldn't have made it any better. We also had we... the injury of uh, a beaker before the game. Yeah. And then Thomas within the th- first, first half an hour. Mm. And then Napa was what, on up front. If, if, we, if we top that for a moment this season, then we'll do something bloody special. Yeah. I think that's it. You kind of... There's the odd away day, you know... Carlisle in the promotion year, Notts County. Middlesbrough Yeah, these odd away games that, for whatever reason, everybody felt a bit of a weight lifted. Certainly the players looked like they were enjoying it. Yeah. They, they kind of, okay, a little bit of freedom and weight lifted off the shoulders. Everybody looked happy. Like you say, a London away day, so everyone can have a drink and, mm. and, and plenty of people. <clears throat> and yeah, and a sort of five minute yeah. equaliser, win the game at the end. Madness, it's just, yeah. yeah. I don't think we had felt anything like that moment since probably Middlesbrough in the Cup last season. Yeah, I don't yeah, think probably. we'd had a moment like that where when we were levelled up in that mm. game. But the the reason it was so great is because nothing at the time pointed towards it happening because we I think James Henry levelled things up to make it 1-1 and it took them 20 seconds to go ahead yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And you watched it and thought, as disappointing as it was, you thought, yeah, there it is. There it is. We can't defend. Once again, we can't defend. And you sat there and thought, well, this will be 2-1 now and we'll see this out. And then... The equaliser was good enough, but then to go and win it, it was, yeah. yeah. Well, and with a, with a great finish as well. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was great. And then um, we're talking, uh, what was it, three losses from that. Uh, Bristol Rovers, which it was just one of those games you were watching and waiting for them to come back into it, weren't you? And well, we scored really early, didn't we? What, three minutes down the fence end. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's you... what we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was Rothwell, good finish. yeah. On cue, Rothwell got injured and was going to be out for months, but it seems to have come back um, against Portsmouth. Uh, Rotherham, we lost 3-1 away, and then we lost Plymouth 1-0. I think we deserved that, something yeah, from we, that, that game. That was a really lot better insane, in that, that game, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was one lapse from a corner, which I know we're definitely privy to, <laughs> to switching off from set pieces. And particularly when you've got Faz in charge at the time, he was a defender during his career, you know, you look at his CV and you think, well, we're going to really tighten up and be organised with this sort of thing. Mm. And he must be pulling his hair out. Um, I can only imagine there's 
there's so much you can do as a manager but it was every time we get a corner it's just waiting for mm. a mistake absolutely if we seem to have had issues with set pieces for a long time really you know even under Appleton we weren't great at those yeah. it's like certain clubs have certain things you know Man United always score injury time winners and it's almost like whatever mm. we do mm. it's almost like oh no that's that's how we play yeah yeah, yeah we give away yeah. Some silly goals from set pieces we do that part of our, yeah part <laughs> yeah. of our DNA I know football every season is a game of shoulda woulda coulda and it's you know you shouldn't play that game because you go mad doing that a lot but had we just been slightly better at the back this season, we we'd have been safe long ago. I mean, well, yeah, you look we're, at we're I mean, still we're, one of the top think, scorers, even though we haven't scored many for the last half a season. Well, I mean, I think we've scored one more goal than Shrewsbury, who are currently top. And and Simon, I think you and I were saying to each other at Pompey that Barry. all season mm. Berry have scored thirty-one goals. Five of them are against Oxford United. That's uh, I think it's just below twenty percent yeah. as a percentage. I mean, that's incredible. We've conceded five goals and shipped six points to Bury. I mean, it's it's just mad, really, yeah. isn't it? Nelson's injury had a lot to do with. I mean, if you imagine Dicky and Nelson at the back oh, all yeah. season, mm. I think we would have been. I don't want to get on Messina all the time, but I just. That's got to be a confidence <laughs> thing, though, because you can't well, be captain I mean, look, of a team well, exactly. getting double promotion. Look where he's from. Still yeah. being in the team at Burton. Yeah. Comes down to Madness. to play for us and. He was he was strong at the beginning. He was fine mm. at the beginning, and then suddenly it's just like I, it's, I could see a decent player there. I'm well, wondering yeah. whether if Nelson and Dicky next season and, and Mussinio playing in front of them as a defensive midfielder, so then depending on who we what personnel we've got next year, but the yeah. likes then of Ledson and Rothwell in front of him, or, mm. or, or you know Brannigan or whoever we've got at the time. I because Mussinio is great foot, great great feet for a big man, but he you know he. The number of times he'll turn a, a centre forward and, and come the, out. The crowd scares me, yeah, though. Because <laughs> there's always a mistake yeah. in it. But it, it, it's compounded because he's the last line of defence. If he loses it, there's no one behind him. But yeah. if he does that as a defensive midfielder, yeah, it's an issue. But it's not going to necessarily get punished by behind him. him. Yeah. I, I see a lot of people really slag him off. I think he's a, I think I, he's a better I think player he's than we see. I think he's letting himself down, clearly. Mm. He's not playing as well as he... As he clearly can, and like you say, Liam, I think it is just confidence. But I feel much more confident with Rob Dickey than, than yeah. I do with Cena. And, and and perhaps yeah, it just is confidence. Maybe Dickey has just got a lot more of it than it's. It's almost like as captain feels he's got to do more. Yeah. it's almost like I've got to lead by example. So I'm not going to pass. I'm not going to pass on the ball and let somebody else, yeah. you know, do stuff. I'm, I'm. I need to lead. I need to be really involved. And that I feel that he is better when he makes. A decision early and goes with it. Mm. It's when he go when he has his moment of, well, what am I going to do now? Well, he's, he, do you he know, like, like what you're saying there reminds me exactly of Shay Dunkley when he first came to us. Yeah, it was there was a period where you thought, oh, God, the ball's going to him. What's he going to do with it? And he was shaky, and but there were glimpses. Mm. You saw a great footballer, and yeah. he's now about to. He's going to play in the championship yeah. next season, and and he's, he looks comfortable against Premier League opposition. Yeah, less than this season, he's looked absolutely fine. Yeah, going on to the next few games, uh, we got a point against Northampton, which I sort of wasn't expecting just because it was Northampton, and you know. Then we played Wimbledon and conceded what is one of the worst penalties uh. I think you know that is. I, I don't want to say ever been given, but yeah, ever been given. Kane thought it was a penalty. Uh, yeah, yeah, he seemed pretty pretty sure it was, and and took it very sportingly from the referee. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Then we beat Peterborough. Now let's take a moment to talk about Steve Evans, shall we? Ha 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 ha! His response in in the after match in post match interviews, I thought was remarkable because he was he didn't blame anyone but himself. I was I was he expecting he the wrong team. But he yeah. had a little dig at time wasting, didn't he? he just yes, couldn't help he himself. Did, but, but other than that, that he was, was really absolutely, weird. He, they, you know, he credit we, to Oxford, I got it wrong. Yeah. My players weren't good enough. He, he wasn't blaming, you know. No. Yes, Do we all remember that? Game, that was about the only game that I can remember for a long time where we've done that horrible game management and being nasty yeah. and being professional and you know yeah probably well, since, probably probably since Millwall at home yeah second second leg of the yeah of the JPT when you say we're against Peterborough but game management mm. isn't it about bloody time yes that we yeah, start yeah, to play these people yes. at their own game yeah you know we've, we've mm. been far too nice for too yeah. long and it's boring and it's, it's you mm. know well, Evan's got quite a lot of decisions in the 90 minutes I think during the 7 minutes of added time yeah he annoyed he the ref enough. He did more time wasting than anyone else. Yeah, he took else. it too far. Yeah, didn't that's he? true, actually, because so we, you know, normally we come up against teams who time waste, and then the ref goes three minutes extra or four minutes extra. Yeah, yeah. We do it, and they go, oh no, seven. And then we move on to Portsmouth. Now, I don't want to turn this into a <laughs> um, one decision match, but we were going to go on and win that game, weren't we? And then well, obviously yeah. we hit the post with the penalty. Um, Mowat. Um, does something really stupid and correctly gets sent off, mm-hmm. but Thompson flat out should have had a second yellow as well. He hit it against as you as you look at the goal. He hit it against the right hand post and it went off to the off to the left. So he's even, he's 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 inches he's yeah. inches away from that ball going in. Yeah, and the the margins in football, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if that yeah. goes in, I, I firmly believe we're in the ascendancy for you know we we the the whole half up until then. I thought yeah. we bossed it. But these are the margins of football, aren't they? You know. Mm. Uh, see, I've I've got two issues with it. Thompson should have been sent off, and Mowat, if you're gonna if you're gonna hit him, knock him out. Mm. Like you're getting yeah. a red card, yeah. you're getting a three match ban. Do yeah, it. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. But it's the way it goes, isn't it? I mean, if 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 everything's turned around the other way, and Wes Thomas or Chris Maguire did this last season, yeah. we'd have been mad for it. Yeah. We'd have been like, get well, down on that floor, Max. Yeah. 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 Get him sent. And we'd have loved it. I'd have loved it. Oh, guilty, I would have yeah. done, you know. But you'd be expecting the goes, them to it? get the booking for being up in their face in the first place. As an Oxford fan, I would, but I wouldn't talk about it. I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. we won, we've won 3-0, you yeah. know. Football's, a, football's a, a, a selfish game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got to be yeah. selfish as a club, haven't you? Yeah. Right? I can remember Maguire talked about there being a line and he knew where that line was. I think Thompson went past that line. As yeah. a professional footballer, that's just, you don't do that. And then there was the whole stuff afterwards with um, Massinio told Robinson that the ref told Massinio that he'd booked Thompson the second time. Um, mm. and get a, gets very hadn't. sort of well, yeah, because, tenuous, doesn't it? Yeah, and if that, if that did happen, and he did say that to Massinio, he shouldn't have done, or he should have realised that he booked Thompson in the first half. Um, either way, sort of regardless of what happened, the ref's made a mistake. He yeah. should have booked Thompson. Yeah. And that's that's because that. I think <laughs> the the ungentlemanly conduct or whatever the correct term is for him getting in his face is a booking. Nobbedness. Nobbedness. Yeah. Rule three, paragraph two. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. But also trying to deceive the referee by feigning injury. Yeah. Because yeah. the 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 level of impact on his face from yeah. a 
from a slap. It wasn't a hard, you know, yeah, it, 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 was a, it was it was a TV. Of, you know that was, meme with Batman slapping Robin. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of that. That's yeah, pathetic. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't hard. Two yeah, Man. but the, one of the, the first physio came over whilst he was laid face down. Was obviously talking to him, saying, "Stay down, stay down," because I think we're going to get this lad sent off. Because there was no. Yeah, absolutely was, no yeah. need for him to react in the way he did no. with, yeah. that, with no. that feigning injury. After the world's longest list, we got a manager. Now the list I've got, I know there are loads more names to this, but the list I've got is Lampard, McDermott, Gerard Bellamy, Sol Campbell... <laughs> We'll come back to that. Uh, Warburton, <laughs> Stubbs, Unsworth, Beale, uh, Michael, not Ian, for anyone listening in. Um, Steve Evans, Fenger and Eriksson, Yapstam, Patrick Clivert, and Graham Potter. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, Lampard was spoken to in the summer. That that became apparent. Um, the the first one that was kind of oh, it definitely will be was Unsworth, wasn't it? Yeah, seemed to be mm. quite. Sort he sort of, of became a bit nailed on, didn't mm, he? Yeah, and, the, um, and it, it seemed to be that Oxford asked for permission to speak to him, and Everton went, "Oh, Oxford is speaking to <laughs> yeah. speaking to Unsworth, so that's going to happen." Um, and then it didn't. Obviously, he didn't want to leave Everton, which is fair enough. He's obviously a, a, like a big fan of that club. Then it was Bellamy was the. It's Bellamy. It's definitely Bellamy. But that really did look like it. I mean, I think it was out of it. Was, it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was I done. Think... And well, the nothing what... was signed, but I think, no, I think it was pretty much from there. From what Bellamy had said on, on TV afterwards, it was effectively he'd agreed terms with Daryl. Daryl had told him that there was a potential takeover happening. I think Tiger wanted a bit of time to get to know him as well, and Bellamy decided. Didn't want to go through That's all that. Way understandably, it, perhaps. I think you can understand it from both sides of that yeah. situation. I don't think either of them were necessarily wrong or right, or it, it, it is what it is. No, I feel sorry for Tiger in the um, in the respect to the fact that he was of the eight week delay. He was in charge for what three weeks of it. Yeah. Just over three weeks yeah, of so, it. Yeah. yeah, and people going, "This is ridiculous. It's been eight weeks." So it hasn't. This boss yeah. hasn't been looking for eight weeks. And it's all very well saying, well, he should have been involved from the off. Mm. Well, then Bellamy shouldn't have been ready to sign on the dotted line. If it, you know, that's, that's exactly the same logic. Um, I think Bellamy would have been a sound choice. I'd have given him a go. But we're not looking at, OK, we'll see how he does next season at the moment. We are now looking at, yes, we've got a game in hand on most teams around us. Uh, we've got five points um, above the relegation zone. We've got to look at, the next nine games, and then next season. Uh, and so I am more than happy with Robinson as a choice. Uh, yeah. When it was first mentioned, I thought, what, that guy that plays boring stuff with MK Dons and, and Charlton? But having just looked up his managerial stats, he's he's credible. And, you know, he, he obviously got MK Dons promoted with over 100 points. He didn't do well in the um, championship. But from, from what rumours suggest... He was a good three million short of any other budget in that league at that time. Yeah. And if that is the case, then of course they're coming back down. And if Tiger can, can fund him, I'm I'm happy to give it a go. And he got two playoff places in League One with MK Dons as well. Yep. Um he's, he's he was there what, six or seven years at MK Dons? Six thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's not a 
jump ship manager who oh you know sees another club yeah. after him he'll go. Obviously the Charlton reign was a little bit iffy because the whole setup there is there a as well. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of instability. It looks yes. like there are a few people after buying the club yeah. and neither of them wanted him. him. Carl Robinson, I think, is a great fit. I, so who do we think who do we think he was referring to when he said well? I honestly think it, that was a way to limit the moaning when it was going to be another two weeks. Yeah, I think if you say something yeah. like that, they'll be like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then you are setting yourself up yeah. for a bigger moan when it's yeah, but subsequently didn't really not. Get that, did no, it? It, no, you're right. right. No, it didn't. No. Um, so maybe he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Um, That's probably why you. I, I honestly <laughs> think that that was just a get off my case, and you know it's going to be great. Yeah, any other thoughts manager-wise? Well, we said we were going to talk about Sol Campbell. We did, yeah. Let's talk about Sol Campbell. Should we make this bit quick? <laughs> <laughs> um, how would we have felt if that happened? Oh, Christ. But he's Sol Campbell. He is Sol Campbell. He is, yeah. And you know what? Maybe, maybe he would have been good. Who knows? But I just... I don't the think guy we comes ever will, a, The guy comes across like a lunatic. Mm. Well, he got, he got turned down at Grimsby as well, didn't he? But he's coaching at QPR. Oh, thank God. I just felt the the way he referred to us, you know, apparently he was referring, you know, he was saying, oh, it's, you know, it's not exactly difficult at that level. I'll go in within a couple of games, I'll have worked out how to win games and, and it's not, you know, and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sort of, and you just think... And I don't want to go too just, low. I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I, I'm, you know, I'm better than that. And you think, well, hang on, you're just, you're... Are you better than that? Because there's been exceptional footballers, as good as him, better. I don't know, it's a long way back. Bobby Moore, you know, one of our greatest ever defenders. He's lifted the World Cup, went to Oxford City and wasn't really any good. And mm. never made it. Bobby Charlton never made it as a manager. But I mean, is it, so just because well, you were so, a very, he was a very good footballer, doesn't mean he's it's all well and good and, and, and looking and going, oh, well, Gerard's linked to it. Yeah, yeah Gerard's been a coach since yeah. then. He's actually yeah. done it, he's doing it. Mm. So maybe him going to QPR is, is maybe he's learned his lesson. Possibly. Um, yeah. And, you know, had enough of people saying to him, no, you've got no experience. Mm. Okay, so new players. We've got. Um, Dickey and Brannigan full-time um, on contract. And then uh, loan players, we've got Kane and then the left-side double-barrel brigade. Um, <laughs> so is it Ashley, Ashley Smith-Brown and Isaac, Isaac Buckley-Ricketts. Um, they, they look solid. I wish Smith-Brown would take people on because he looks like he's got it in him to do it. Um, yeah, I think out of all of them, I think the Man City ones, they look... Probably the most suspect or naive. Kane looks like he could be decent. Um, I'm, out of all of them, though, you you would pick out Brannigan and Dickey as the ones that you would want. Well, recently, yeah, I think I think Kane's great though. His command is brilliant, and he scored a couple of of important goals. Yeah, he was responsible for one of the goals um, we conceded against Charlton, but he tends to have it in him to want to improve and you know he'll think nothing about yelling at Massinho or any of the senior yeah. players or Henry you'll, you'll watch yeah. him he also I was going to say the same thing he's got an attitude about him that you know if somebody misplaces a pass to him he just gives him a look and yeah. you think he's not happy with well, you I think, and, well, and the, I think that's uh, a positive thing I think you you want somebody who 
uh, on iFollow there was an interview with uh, Todd Kane. Um, I don't know what game it was before, but Curtis Nelson is clearly behind the camera making some noise. Oh, Childish noise. Yeah, he's making some noise at Kane, who just gives him a look of like. It's like something out of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Like he's about to. And for that to be your fuming. captain as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, he's 24, he's on his Chelsea's books, yeah. he's on, isn't it? And I think, you know, he's had a bit of bad luck and he wants to have his career. Yeah. And I think he sees this as his option to do it. Well, and I if mean, anything stands in his way, he's not happy. Well, I mean, uh, on that, and I, I don't mean, I t- certainly don't mean any disrespect to him when he pulls faces like that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is Paul saying this bit. <laughs> um, but do we think he could cut it in the championship? I think it's feasible that we could, we could get him on a If we signed him, I'd be happy yeah. you know, to say we, that's a, we, a quality signing. I yeah. think one thing about him, though, is like Edwards last season, he seems to pop up and get goals. Yeah. yeah. He knows where to be. Yeah, he's one of those and players, isn't he? He just yeah. knows where to be sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. And Brannigan seems to have everything you want in a midfielder, really. He, he, look, he's somebody who looks like he's going to come on leaps and bounds. And he's, he he's does. pretty good already, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's clearly yeah. a player with talent. You know, yeah. mm. you, you hear, you know, two or three years ago, the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona were tracking him and keeping an eye on him. But last year it was 5.1 million, yeah. wasn't it? Barca bid for him. And yeah. one of the guys I work with is a Liverpool fan, and he there was a uh, um, a list of players that had left Liverpool over the last year or two, and what you know were they going to go on and do it? And they were compare, you know, there was Coutinho in there and, and Suarez and all sorts of players, and Brannigan was one of the ones listed there. You know, were Liverpool right to let him go? And a lot of people, well, I'm not sure. I think well, they apparently it all started and it, because he turned down a loan move down the road, <laughs> and that's when his kind of like agent, manager, mm. Liverpool fallout began. That's right. what I read somewhere. Yeah. How true that is, I don't know, but I'd like to imagine it's bang yeah, on yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. He's clearly a talented player. And I think the, right. the same with the Man City lads have looked a little better as they've got a bit more game time. Yeah. And I think, you know, Brannigan will, will benefit and Dickie and, and Kane has benefited just from playing. Yeah. Because, all, you know, you can play as many of these under-23 and development squad games as you want. And reserve team games and training, but I think the Man City lads in yeah. this level of football and up against you know with a fiery they crowd, will get, yeah, yeah, they will be better. Yes. like next year and the yeah. year after, they will yeah. get better. This might be a little bit too mm. early to judge them. Yeah, whether we'll benefit from their progression yeah. is is another thing. But if we if if certainly if it, I wouldn't be at all unhappy with Kane signing. No, no, no. it would be really. Good addition to the squad. How on the cards that is, I don't know. But I think, I think if you look at the the players Robinson signed in the past, you can obviously talk the talk for, yeah. for players to sign with him. Sam Ricky Holmes, and obviously Charlton aren't a small club, but that's a that's a decent name for them to be getting. Um, you say about him talking the talk as well. I think when he when he signed, um, there were a few murmurs of, "Oh, not sure about him, not sure about him." following night the, the phone in on Radio Oxford yeah I think that hour just turned people's yeah. well because yeah. he dealt with a little the idiot sure. very well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, well, he, and he also dealt very well with Jerome there, there, there was a bit of chemistry chemistry perhaps not the right word but respect from Jerome I think they enjoyed each other's company in that 
but I, they know he it. he answered questions honestly. You know, people will say, well, "What about Chris McGuire? Get Chris McGuire back." And you say, "Well, he's you know he's a good player, but perhaps people are thinking about him." It was brilliant because everyone knew you, there are other players that he was going. He was, yeah. He's too old. Yeah, yeah, effective. <laughs> yeah. But he answered it well, and and yeah. every question he yeah. answered honestly um, and 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 properly. I think he was. It wasn't just sort of PR talk. It was well, he was speaking honestly, and he took. I know one or two people who were not not big fans of his. Who, within that hour, you were getting tweets from him or messages from him saying, he's, "Yeah, he's changed my mind about it." You I had a radio interview with George Bulldog coming yeah. on, and people fell in love with Robinson. Mm. So yeah, yeah. That what higher compliment? Can and you, you look pay? at MK Don's fans. Obviously, look on him fondly. Mm. Charlton fans, it's a mixture. But you've yeah. got to, you've got to look at what's going on behind the scenes yes. at Charlton. Um, and, and you're talking about him being promised money he didn't get, and them selling his best players. Mm. Um, and yeah, you're gonna slip away. It's a right, because Lee Bowyer will sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so, uh, what else has happened? Tiger, are we all happy with that? Yeah, I mean, it seemed to be, I think everyone sort of knew about it months ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. knew that something was happening. It it looks like, if he doesn't have the resources to do what Daryl struggled with, Daryl's still there, and it looks like he has some, some friends in in high places and, and stuff like that. So, uh, do we think he's the the guy to... I think it's a case of waiting and seeing. It could be amazing. I, I mean, think, uh, as a manager, you don't who's had a tr- trouble at your previous club. Yeah, you don't you, come in unless you're yeah, sure. You've got to have confidence in the new guy, and he's spoken to him a lot more than we as fans have. I yeah. take comfort. Although that will change on Friday. Friday, yeah. Well, I take comfort from um, people like Daryl and Ox, the Oxfox committee saying that from maybe perhaps they know a bit more than us or maybe still not much but a little bit more um, that they think this guy's a good guy, uh, he's, got, he's got good intentions and, and can find the backers that he needs. I take comfort from that. Um, you know, that well, Daryl got to know his family, didn't he? Yeah, you know, and that we, you know, we know a bit more about this guy. Um, than we have previous owners, um, but I don't know. It's it's it's. We just have to wait and see. Really, I don't think we? it's to natural for Oxford fans to fear the worst because we've had some very bad chairman in the past. I think yeah. there are two logical things to look at with um, with a new chairman, uh, and that is firstly we've got no assets, so he's not stripping our assets. In fact, we have a couple now: Brannigan, Ledson, and Eastwood. But Ledson needs to sign a new contract. So does Eastwood. Yeah, without. Without any assets to sell, the only way he's going to make money is by pushing us up the leagues. Mm. Um, so that's that's a logical way of looking at things. The other thing is, we know 100% Daryl said he did not have the resources to get us and keep us in the championship. And Tiger might. Mm. So it had to happen mm. if we want to progress. If we want to go into that difficult league we mentioned earlier, it had to happen. Um, and we just hope he is the right guy. There's a chance with him it is, but there wasn't a chance with, with Daryl. So I think it's a change that had to happen, and, and let's, you know, hope it, hope the gamble pays off. Uh, he has just announced a new badge. How do we feel about the crest? like it. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I think Oxford 
the word Oxford needed to be added from a marketing point of view abroad. Um, that's oh yeah, he does seem to love love the city for the fact that everyone in the world. You know, he can try and flog that to a monk in like America or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike the new design. If it's a nice design, um, I'm Your very, I'm, says I'm, you do. I'm very split about it. I like the, I love the arrogance of being a club that just had this symbol as our crest. There was no words because every club has bloody words and years and. I mean, you look at that lot down the roads badge, there's a bloody train on there and all sorts of, yeah. But ours was just, this is our badge, and it just sat very subtly on the, on the, on the shirt, you know, with pride, there it is. And I, I get what he's doing, he wants, you know, like you say, Oxford to be on the badge. I sort of compare it to the fact that every football association in the world has the, the initial of their country with FA after it or some, you know, whatever, some form of, yeah, something like that. Whereas the original one is called the FA, the Football mm. Association, because it was the first one. There's a, there's a lovely prestige around that. And the same with the Football League, right? The fact that, you know, Sean Harvey's version is now called the EFL, I just can't stand that. It's like, yeah, but we know that the Football League is the English one. We don't have to come out and say it because of the prestige around mm. it it is the Football League. And I don't want people to listen to this and think I'm saying we're the first ever football club. But I just like the fact... I think there's a certain beauty lost in, in changing subtle things to... Oh, and look what we are. But we know yeah. what we are. But, you know, but also, Paul, my other, the other side of it is I get I totally get where you're coming from. That yeah. He wants to market it to an international mm. uh, audience. And, and, you know, the I guess the prestige I'm talking about is only really felt amongst Oxford fans and maybe other English football fans well, who know possibly, Arsenal. But, you know, but yeah, I get it. Absolutely. I think it was in our league like a week before that had brought out a badge. I can't remember who it was though, but they brought out two badges and it might have been Portsmouth. And why can't we bring out two? One with the words, one without. There are some bits about it that I'm from a very pedantic, the, the little blue stripes I don't mind, but it gets very fussy around the, the That's wording. That's the graphic designer in it you, is, isn't but it? Yeah, and it, you know, that, that will bug me now, because they won't change it. It's going to stay like that, and it's always going to bug me, the little vertical lines yeah. in the O and the D. But, yeah. but I and think now it, everyone who's listening. Sorry, Tim. But the I don't mind the look of it. I, I it's they've not gone too fussy with it. No, they've not it, done like the simple. No, no. Or Oxford is a massive tourist city. If people mm. are now going to buy it because it says Oxford on it, and people like buying sports kit from the club where they had a nice holiday, or you know, yeah, we'll that's do true. It. You go in, somewhere and you go oh, yeah, in the centre of town. Yeah. You can see hoodies being sold with the word Oxford so, across the middle that yeah. tourists all around the world will buy. Yeah. So, so if they end up buying a football shirt because yeah, of that, why not? Brilliant. You know. <laughs> I guess we should probably have a part of you know reflection on the Daryl era. We don't um, really, which is know effectively over now. Much about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a great period. It was. <laughs> it was uh, absolutely. In terms of, of, of a lot that came before it. Um, well, if you look yeah, at the I mean, bigger picture, you're looking at. Uh, the women's team coming mm. along yeah. a long way, the development squad coming a long way, training facilities coming a long way, um, just sort of all the development side mm. coming along really far, getting the GPS in, getting the cryo chamber, things like that, decking out the, I mean, the changing room and, the, and bringing the, the, the young fans in board, mm. board, you know. Yeah, all of that stuff. You know, yeah. if it did tail off towards the end, if you're going to look at 
when the chairman comes in, where they where we were as a club, and when they left, where we were as a club. <laughs> The difference yeah. is huge. Well, yeah, you can look yeah. at all the all the stuff I just said, and then you can look at the the simpler picture, which is we're now a League One club, and we were a League Two club. Yeah, and we we played some great football. We've been to Wembley twice. Like some clubs don't do that. Lincoln are about to go for the first time in their history. Yeah, and I, mean, I think and from, here we are. We've gone three times in thirty five years. I think from what you can, I, I don't know any of this as fact, but what you can gather from. From you know interviews and things is that he, he came in I think with you know big ambitions and and the best of intentions and we had that that amazing season which you know as a fan who's you know it, of it, an age we see our glory is yeah that was the best season I've ever watched this football club um, and it, 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 I think perhaps it got to a point when we were in League One where he had a moment of thinking can I really afford to keep can I afford to take this to the next level I'm not so sure that I can. The amount of people that were going, oh, it needs to be a complete turnaround. And then the board members leave when Daryl does, or when Daryl sort of becomes the only other board member. And then they go, why are all these people leaving? The and thing like, is, well, the, the, the top and bottom of it is, it all comes down to what happens on the pitch, doesn't it? If yeah. we were in the autos at the moment, nobody would give a flying monkeys about who's on the about, board. Who's on, about the fact there's two people on the board. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember much being said about boardroom squabbles in the season we went up I'm sure they happened I'm sure there were disagreements mm. at board level with things that were happening well Ashton left but, but it just it, it was sort of like oh, okay and because <laughs> the winds kept coming and you know no one really cared and no. I think that above all else football clubs are still run by what happens on the pitch aren't they yeah. you know yeah. and because it's not going great for us at the moment we want to look to point frustration to certain directions mm. and you know uh, Simon, no, without without pointing the finger at you for any particular reason, um, I was not born when we won the Milk Cup, um, but you you were. In terms of seasons and phenomenal runs and stuff like that, where does fifteen sixteen rank for you? Tell us, Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that season you've got to go. Because even the promotion out of the conference wasn't, it was a stuttering. It was, it was, it was a beautiful moment it because was, we had fallen away. Yeah, but, but that season wasn't, didn't have the same sort of memories. It's just that one moment when Potter makes it 3-1 and we know we're back in the Football League. That, and it was sort of just a single moment that meant we were back. Prior to that, you're back to the 96 promotion. 96. Which again was, but and but then, that Peterborough game was my first game, so that's anything prior to that that, that was brilliant. Well, you've got to go back to that sort of third division, second division, winning promotion as champions in two consecutive years, which nobody else has ever done. They've been promoted in consecutive years, but not as champions. So we we've done something no other club has done, and in those sort of th- two three years that we were winning games and getting those promotions and going on cup runs and beating Man United and Arsenal and all those big clubs some great nights and it, and it was a kind of because we've had cup runs around that promotion year as well makes it a bit in my mind it's it's that you know 83 4 team with Aldridge and Hamilton and Briggs and Shotton and Jim Smith and and Langan and all of those great players with those me- lots of memorable nights at the at the Manor and cup games and great performances, and I think yeah that 
the promotion year two years ago with the away days that we had and the cup games that we had was well yeah that will live on well the, the it, amazing thing was comparison being drawn against season. Swansea and going we'll win that yeah mm. and and there was not a doubt and then it, you know we got drawn against Blackburn I think it was yeah. and I was like that mm. That one doesn't look as easy for some reason, no. and then we got battered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but there was something about that season where no matter who you're playing against, we, I we'd at least match them it, from a footballing point it, of view. It went for it wasn't you know the, the team had a togetherness you know that the the um, the whole thing just felt right. I, I didn't do the pre-season that year because that was Austria, wasn't it? The pre-season yeah. of yeah. that promotion year. But, but the fans all felt together. There was something. Mm sort of intangible around like planets yeah, aligning type it was it was all you know it was Appleton coming in at the right time in his career yeah. players getting the right players in at the right point in their careers the fans just getting to a point where right well we you know we'll get behind you and and decent people involved not that they weren't before but you know Appleton came across as a, as a decent bloke Eels was approachable so there was there was so much around that season that just everything about it felt we were all pulling in the same direction i think yeah you've got to have that to be successful because if you've got little bits of the club or yeah the which actually the team or if you look at not all together if you look work. at cobblers or that same season mm. or shrewsbury this season the world goes against them and it brings them together yeah and that's what's that's what is magical, and and um, you see that happen with some teams where against all odds, Leicester win the Premiership, Bournemouth get promoted, mm. whatever it is, when everyone thinks nah, they won't do it, or they're going to go out of business or something like that, that's when you know great stuff can happen, mm. and and um, just from you had obviously Austria. You had the roof tweet. I'll, I'll always go back to the roof tweet yeah. to say that he was signing, and it, it was that like, well, what else can it mean? Because it's definitely not that we're signing him. And I think mm. Mark Ashton wrote the tweet and said, "Oh, this is what should happen," and it was perfect. Mm. And just so much of that season started from really simple stuff, and then built and built and built, and then just moments like the Notts County away game yeah. and stuff like that just brought it together. And obviously the podcast started that season, so exactly. it was really easy the first few months. First few months was easy, because yeah. we were like, this podcast stuff is great, listen, yeah. they're all having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult second album. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is um, potentially going to Ireland in uh, the summer instead of going to a nice hot Mediterranean country or Austria. Yeah. Um, so happy with Ireland happy with Guinness yeah I mean Oxford I'm really getting lent on to book time off so if you could announce those dates that would be smashing thank yeah, you yeah. well why don't you tweet the club because I believe the person who does the Twitter account yeah makes all the decisions I think I think you're right yeah yeah so I'll do that later and to be honest don't edit that out because she doesn't listen so <laughs> anyone who is listening tweet the club tag a minute and don't hash, tweet hash don't tweet, tweet the season. person and tell her what we've just said you know she's yeah. got to hear it herself yeah first 
Right, looking at the next few games, we've got Scunthorpe at home on Good Friday, another TV game, so oh. you can prank that one off. They haven't got a manager, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, uh, they've taken ages <laughs> recruiting another one. Um, Shrewsbury away, and then three home games, I believe, Oldham, Fleetwood and Southend. Um, the big question is, will we get five points between now and the end of the season? I think we will. I, I think we will. Um I don't. I don't think it's the maddest thing in the world when people say that that we could be in relegation trouble. We, we, you know, five points off the drop with nine games to play is is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we'll get over the line. I, I think, think the will. biggest thing about it all is um, the line we're too good to go down is not good enough. I think the line there are teams that are too much worse than us <laughs> to stay up. Yeah is a more true one. I think at the moment, three teams are going down, there's one extra space, and between us and the bottom, there are teams that are, that are doing worse than us. Uh, have we played a game fewer, am I right? Yeah, yeah, that? at the yeah. moment, the most most teams round. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Oldham have got a game in hand over us, Northampton two games worse off than us, but yeah. I think the, what we're playing for as well, trying to avoid relegation, you get a result and you will pull away. If you're well, trying to get Peterborough, if yeah. you're trying to get into the playoffs, mm. those teams will be winning, winning as well. Yeah. So it, five points is a lot more down at the bottom than up yeah. at the top. I mean, right now it seems you want you want to play the mid-table teams, don't you? You want to play yeah. ones that are almost on the. I think Southend might be one who they're sort of not against safe, us, but though. not going up. Yeah. Yeah. Not against us. Yeah, but you know now yeah, that he's not... gone down the road. Yeah, you know, that's what worries me. If they go up, it's that way. manager. Oh, which. Which um, which record is going to give? It depends who the goalkeeper is. Well, it's not going to... Well, I don't know. He's over in Ireland at the moment. <laughs> we can see him in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Hilarious yeah. if he's played for... That'd we be play brilliant. Out there. <laughs> I'd, I'd be Make there. it happen. Make it happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when people go, oh, yeah, but look at the games. Where are those points coming from? If you look at our last two wins... They're games we weren't going to win. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, that statement is, yeah, that football was so unpredictable. And we've still got, no disrespect to Rochdale, but we've still got them at home, we've still got Oldham at home, we've still got Fleetwood's run, has been poor and is starting to turn around. Scunthorpe's run is currently quite poor. Yeah, Shrewsbury are very difficult. South End, our record is appalling. We've got Blackburn, we've got Wigan. Those games don't look great, I'll <laughs> yeah. admit that. Well, records but are think, broken, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're playing Blackburn last game of the season when they're already promoted. Hopefully they'll be smashed. <laughs> but Portsmouth was a tough game and, you know, we could easily have won that. Yeah. Uh, how do we think we're going to do from those those five games? I think we'll get enough points. Uh, from the five games, you think we'll get enough to relax for the last four? From the five yeah. games, I think we'll get seven points. I think, I think we'll get seven. Simon? Yeah, I, th- I think we'll be OK because we're... We we look at ourselves in isolation. Or where are our points coming from? Uh, of course, all the other teams down and around us are thinking exactly the same thing. Then, just because oh, we lose it. a game doesn't mean that we're going to get overtaken by teams because yeah. they're all losing as well. Otherwise, they wouldn't be down at the bottom of the table. I, mean, yeah. I think we'll be. I I think we'll 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 be safe with a couple of games to go. Yeah. Two, three, mathematically, with maybe three games to go, and we can relax. But uh, yeah, we'll I'd, I'd happily take that. Um, and, and it's a shame because, you know, the season did have hope. But how are we feeling about next year? 
It's so early to tell, isn't it? It's, it's you know, I think there's obviously there's potential there with the new manager and uh, a new owner, and you know, I think it's a chance to maybe move move some players out and get some get some in, but. It's so hard to tell what's going to... I mean, who would have had Shrewsbury where they are at the moment this yeah. time last year? Christ, well, it's who would have nice had them? It's going to be nice to have some stability as well because I yeah. think last season we were close... Were we close to the playoffs last yeah. season? Yeah. So I you think didn't we were four quite, off We didn't quite know whether we were going to go up or not, mm. so you couldn't really plan much for the end of the season. Then, of course, Matt left. This season, you've got a bit of continuity, so you've got the manager, he can look at the players... You could potentially, if the manager wanted to, pretty much get rid of the whole squad and start again. Yeah. Um, so I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You, you've got a base there that he could, you know, if he can get those contracts signed of the ones that he wants to keep, and he can plan for next season without yeah. any. Yeah, worry. that's good because that's one thing Map did nice and early when we knew we were safe in League Two. Mm-hmm. He got Cirque signed. He got, you know, he did a few mm-hmm. things that laid groundwork. I think as well, we, the the players that most fans would identify as ones that you know are players that we could build a team around that, that yeah. are are all contracted for at least next season, potentially you know mm. like Brannigan longer into that, and the players that we're not really sure about are all on contracts that the majority mm. finish this summer. So it gives Carl Robinson a really good opportunity to clear out players that he does that he doesn't want. You kind of assume are the ones that most fans identify as perhaps yeah, yeah. not great. The likes of Rothwell, Ledson, Nelson, he's you know they're all players that are on contract. So mm. we'll keep the we'll keep the ones that we all think are worth mm. keeping. The ones that aren't perhaps you know as good as we want them to be are on short contracts. You know we're we're not going to be paying off contracts on players to get them out of the out of the building. Right, last podcast we did a competition uh, for people to have the chance to win um, some Beano training sort of kit. Uh, so we've got some, some tops, some shorts, um, and winners will be selected. But Beano is actually... Uh, it still smells of Beano. It still smells of Beano, excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> sniffing them so not only Beano's kits, but sniffed by Simon as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've actually got loads of them. So we're going to keep on doing competitions like this and and raising money, uh, for as many causes as we can. Um, but because because I genuinely have about thirty um, Beano tops that he that he trained in, some jackets and coats and shorts and you know whatever. Um, for this next one, if you donate to the uh, Mind Charity, which we'll tweet out a link to that you can you can. Um, easily do that on your phone. So add the screenshot that has uh, kind of proof that you have donated to the Minds charity and um, hashtag Beano's tracksuit. Right, before we finish off, Simon, you're a bit involved in uh, the testimonial this yes. week, aren't you? Yes. Uh, would you like to quickly talk about that? Well, there's the, the testimonial dinner on Thursday evening. I don't know if that's I think sold out, but there's the the testimonial game. Robbo's Les Robinson's testimonial game on the bank holiday Monday, beginning of May. I think it's the seventh of May um, at the Kassam, um Oxford United will be playing a legends Oxford United legends team 
we'll be playing in Liverpool. Do you know who that, who that consists of? There will be, well, um, obviously, Les, um, yeah. Matt, from memory, Matt Elliott. Tom Newby going to be no. there? Or, no, no. <laughs> Matt Elliott. We forgot to mention Matt Elliott. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Elliott, Gilchrist, Alex Joe Beecham. Alex <laughs> <laughs> Ben Future. <laughs> Uh, where's he now? <laughs> you signed Perkins, we signed <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, John Byrne, uh, Durnin, Magilton, I think, uh, and the Liverpool legends. So, right, right. so, so Legends proper, isn't used like no, lightly at all? No, it's, it's a proper Legends team. And I think fans of, but of, he didn't he didn't come begging for it. It no, just no, came it, up in conversations, didn't it? It was fans, yeah, I think somebody heard this story and thought, well, we need to put that right. So it's fans that have organised this, you know. Um, I'm not taking any credit for this. Is and Andrew Brockbank, uh, Greg Potts Turnbull, Stuart uh, Crook, who, who and and others who've who've driven this all season with a golf day and, and you know a sort of a, a dinner and, and also. A Bino's going to be at the dinner, isn't he? Bino's going to be at the dinner. Yeah. I don't know if he's playing. Whether he'll he'll be at the at the Legends game, but um, the Legend, you know, they'll be chance for photographs and autographs and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's 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 a guy who who really deserves this and it's the fans that have put this on for him good thanks very much so if you are available go on down mm. Right, so that's all we've got time for there won't be a phone in this time but there will be next time don't worry um but uh, just an update, if you're not aware, there's going to be a bit of a display uh, with help from the club with flags and a few things on Good Friday. So make sure you're at that one and uh, we'll be back to talk to you soon. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.